and we are live hi guys welcome to another episode of nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david it's been, it's a nice, it's been, it was a nice weekend um it would have been better if arsenal had lost and sports had won um or that thing arsenal, arsenal so arsenal beat us in north london derby the previous week only to drop to go below us the next week <laughs> anyways um the news, chelsea won they beat southampton 2-1 and the liverpool man city game Always a spectacle as usual, always delivers. And um, sports beat Aston Villa. Kane is still off the pace, but Son was on fire yesterday against Villa, and it was literally the difference between between both sides. Ah, and um, in other news, I saw a tweet. Um, it was about the um, I saw a tweet. I think this guy was making a is it Raj Singh? I've forgotten. Is it, I think it's Raj Singh. Is it? He he runs a Premier League panel, and he also he he's very good. His stats analysis are very very good. And then he said that um, the club versus Pep rivalry is clear of the Jose versus Pep rivalry. If you're a football lover, I'm sure you'll be outraged by this comment. Um, obviously, obviously depends though. But I'll I'll get into I'll get into more details about that in the in, the, in, in this um, episode. Catch you on the other side. Okay, welcome to this side of the epi- of the of this of this um, podcast, this episode. Um, I don't know which game I start with. I think I'll start with the Liverpool game. I think basically it was the hottest one yesterday. Uh, Liverpool Man City always delivers, always delivers every single time. You know, both sides evenly matched up. Always uh, very attractive to watch. Um, depends on how, how you see football, though, but it can be very attractive to watch because there is a rivalry there. You can see two teams going at it, and it is very very intense. But it's kind of a friendly one, you know. Although, you know, I think even Pep has admitted that I won't. Will I say friendly? I'll call it friendly, you know, compared to the Jose Pep. wasn't really friendly. wasn't really friendly. But this particular rivalry we'll see here. I'll, will I say it's the rivalry for the hipsters? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, but, but I just, I who always seem to believe that football is played only one way. But I, I think what, okay. What I will I'll talk about it, and I will also reference that comment. Um, re- the Liverpool game yesterday was quite interesting, and Salah's goal. Oh my goodness, man, that goal was something, you know. And Salah has been on fire, and I won't be surprised if he wins the Golden Boot this season because he has been extra motivated since he returned. Since he this season started, Man scored the first goal, you know, Man equalized, and they were leading. And Fabinho should have scored that goal. Fabinho, what are you doing? That goal should have scored that goal. The, the net was open. Then Rodri putting a, a sliding tackle like end to end the game, but that game always delivers every single time. It was end to end. It was interesting. But my favorite one is the four three, um, the four three win. I think it was four three win. There's another one when it was Man City four three one. Liverpool four three win. There's another one when um, this guy cleared the ball of the line, stones out of the line, and that was literally the goal that decided the title. But both teams goals gonna. See, it was just interesting. There's there's the build up and on the day it delivered. It's probably the present day version of the Man United versus Arsenal rivalry. Now Liverpool had to eventually pack the boss in quotes and counter attack at some point because basically you can't really dominate the ball against Man City. Although they had to adapt. But then again, even in those years when the game was end to end, Liverpool were also playing counter attacking football against Man City because Man City always want to dominate the ball and Liverpool kind of wanted to counter attack and you know play against them. Now, when I saw the I saw I saw the game yesterday. I saw the game yesterday and I'm busy around the bush too much. Let me just go show you the points. Yeah. 
I saw a tweet after the game, right? <laughs> because she the point. Um, I follow Premier League panel on Twitter, and he always makes like, his tactical analysis is very good. But the time, sometimes he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a football hipster somehow. The football hipster nature comes out once in a while, and it kind of clouds 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 his judgment most of the time when it comes to football analysis. Sometimes when it comes to like Guardiola, Klopp, Mourinho, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody has things they lean towards to more often. No matter how much a football lover you are, people tend to lean towards it. See. In football, they put that neutrals. They call themselves neutrals, yes, but they are not really neutrals in the real sense. This, if if in the real sense, when they make some comments, you know who they tend to favor. For example, no, I won't say for example. I don't want to get into trouble. So I will never mention my own bias, but I have some bias sometimes. If you hear me sometimes talk, you will notice there's some bias in the way I speak. I try to be neutral, you know, but sometimes there's a bit of bias. Everybody's biased at certain, you know, because everybody favors one thing. When he said that Liverpool, um, the Pep versus Guardiola, sorry, oh, Pep versus Klopp rivalry is clear of the Mourinho versus Pep. Now it got me thinking. Uh, you know, this guy has been making digs at Mourinho for some time, and clearly one of those narratives of boring football. I remember his tactical analysis after Spurs played them. Um, Man City on the first, the Sports beat Man City 1 0, and then he came up with analysis trying to compare with the Mourinho era. You know, all this is, and when Sports tailed off, he kind of reduced the, he wasn't talking about it anymore, he was talking about So, you, you see, there's a kind of bias, you know, that this guy has. I haven't seen it last season, too. Now, to say the, now he's claiming that, you know, on the football, the footballing side is the thing here, is his reason for um, making that judgment. Well, fair enough, he's allowed, he's allowed that right, in my opinion. But I think, I think, Personally, I don't think it's really complete. Because we say a rivalry. A rivalry, there has to be hatred between both sides, right? There has to be hatred. Now, his judgment is fair because he has his own judgment of deciding rivalry. But saying it is clear, you know, probably it's his opinion though. But a rivalry has to have a certain kind of hatred between both sides. A rivalry is something that, yes, they're going at. A friendly rivalry where you hug each other, you smile at each other, you know. Let's be real, most fans do not want to see that. They were more entertained, were more moved by rivalries that really, really cause violence. The rivalry between Pep and Mourinho, this is my own this is my own take on it. The rivalry between Pep and Mourinho goes as far back as Mourinho at Chelsea. In fact, before Pep got the job at Barcelona, Mourinho went to Barcelona to try and to draw a board to present his case of why he should be the manager. And they chose they, they said no and they chose Pep over him. Mourinho went and vowed that he's going to. He became their nemesis. He chose to become their nemesis. He went to Inter Milan, knocked him off in Champions League. That rivalry has gone on for a long time. Mourinho came to Spain. Obviously, the first year, um, a classical. Obviously, they lost five. His first classical, they lost five nil, and they were played off the park the first year. But the next year, they were a different animal. Like they really went for war. Now, people say the football was not attractive. The football was not attractive. This is the thing, eh? You know, I don't know this. This. Hipster is that why I say when I call people hipsters, they believe football can truly play the one way. That somebody was saying that oh, Bonnie never he never dominated a Barcelona team. That Pep uh, club just will live up. First of all, you can't dominate a Pep team. One, you can't. It's very hard. Few teams do it too. Few teams do it, but it's very hard. Also, that Barcelona team, you can't dominate. See, if you play a Barcelona team, you are very sure of two things: considering possession. You're gonna run around because you would you hardly get the ball. They will press you so high and get the ball, and their midfielders they are very very swift and they can pass the ball around, play it around you quickly. They form triangles, so you can't get the ball of those guys. So coming to say that oh, 
um, it is clear. I don't think you guys understood the difficulties of that particular team. That you, they said they had to go to war. Yes, they had to play um, Pepe to trace to, to 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 literally crack down on Messi. We get it. Although Messi still found a way around it sometimes, but. This is what you had. You could not go to that personality team and try to be clean. You can't go and play them off the park. You had to adopt certain draconian tactics to be able to do it. <laughs> but this was why the rivalry was sweet because in the build up to the match, there was going to be snide comments. They were making snide comments on each other. They were roasting each other. You know, there was one when even um, the Inter Milan was on that game. Mourinho was literally in the ear of Guardiola and one of them. This is a rivalry that people love. This rivalry was not two, three years. This is like. This Pep Guardiola rivalry and um, club rivalry is like a recent year. It's recently biased for me. I think that's what's making him say that because another, the funny thing is that another rivalry will come up. Maybe another rivalry will pop up in like two, three years time, and everybody will claim that one is better than this one. It's, it's the way it is. That's how people. Are, that's how you hear people saying things like Ronaldo is the best of all time, Messi is the greatest of all time. When the footballers who played in the fifties, sixties, seventies, who are probably who will probably even do better now, right? But you will say these guys are the goats. It's recency bias because these are little guys we've seen, you know. Recency bias. Now, when you when you see this kind of um, comments, eh, it makes you laugh. But you know, what more can you do? It's whereas many people are football hipsters. You know, it's nothing wrong being a football hipster, but <laughs> you know, everybody's free to do whatever they want to do. Well, <laughs> their opinions sometimes make me laugh. It feels like people just say things because they want to be different. You know, they want to they want to. Um, they want to shake things. They don't want to say. They don't want to go the conventional route. They just want to say things that are different because they can. Well, as well, Liverpool managed the game two to draw. Um, so Liverpool, they're still the only team that I'm beating in the league so far. I think they will lose that record eventually, though. Um, I'll be surprised if they stay unbeaten. I'll be very surprised. Very, very surprised. But it is what it is. Um, Chelsea beat Salonji two one. I watched that game, and Werner is a very. I don't know if Werner is very unlucky. He's a very unlucky guy. Although you know you make your own luck, but he he doesn't help himself a lot sometimes. But he find he was able to score, and Ross Barkley was the reason because Chelsea were one 0 up at some point. Um, they scored their first goal through. Oh jeez, I'm forgetting who scored the first goal for Chelsea. Ah, I remember. But I know Sanatis remember. I was from James Ward Prowse. Penalty scored. Um, the penalty came from um, a, a tackle on um, this guy. It was Chilwell that caused the penalty. Chilwell caused the penalty. Yeah, Chiu was one who equalized, I remember. I don't know scored the f- equalized. He scored the first goal. He scored the first goal. Yeah, he scored the first goal, yeah. He was on the goal line. So Chiwa scored the first goal and he got, got, got the penalty. I don't know who I'm trying to, I'm missing up who scored first. I can't remember, but I know it was this guy who scored the goals. So anyway, James Ward Browse scored the goal. Now you know where I'm going with this. I want to make one corny joke. Um James in the Bible, you know. So Chelsea have considered goals to players like Jesus Jesus. Mohammed, <laughs> James, <laughs> Chiesa, Chiesa means church in Italian. So Chelsea have considered. So the religion um, um, reference continues. Yeah, like recency bias. But then again, we yeah. So the the religion references they continue, and then Chelsea they won that game two on Verna finally scoring. I think it's called the winner because they had to bring on Ross Barkley, and Ross Barkley came on, played a pass across. Uh, played it across, bam, and then Vena put into the net. To be fair, if you, <laughs> I thought I was going to miss it. <laughs> I thought Vena was going to miss that goal. I won't lie. But it was too hard for even Vena to miss that kind of goal. <laughs> it was too hard. But he scored his goal and Chelsea won 2 1. Um, yeah. 
So Chelsea, they're back on top of the table, 16 points. And then Man City, Liverpool, they drew, so they stayed where they are, basically. And Man United, they drew to Everton. Now, Ronaldo's reaction after the end of the game, at the end of the game, was uh, interesting. Uh, clearly ups- upset. But Townsend scoring and then doing the Sue <laughs> um, celebration. And the game ended, and all he did one for it. All he was smiling after the game. I was like, why are you smiling, man? Do you? <laughs> for me, eh, I don't. Uh, first, see, my United fans, let me tell you something. Eh? United fans will still support Oli. Because, first of all, most fans, anybody, United fans, I mean, United fans who want Oli. I mean, United football fans. Any United fan who still wants Oli in. Eh? Let me tell you something. Ask yourself a simple question. Which other club in the Premier League, in the top among the 20 teams, would agree to swap their manager for yours? That's one. That's how you know if you have a good manager or not. If you go to Chelsea, if you ask that question, ah, many teams will want to swap. If you go to Man City, Guardiola, many, even many people want to swap Guardiola with their manager. If you go to Liverpool, Club, don't know if you are a manager, Club. These are the top three managers in the league at the moment, right? But if you now if you start even if you start going down, so if you go to Brentford, Thomas Frank, maybe want to swap Thomas Frank with their man with uh, their manager. If you go to um, Brighton, at least people want to get Potter. Grand Potter look like a good manager. They want to swap their manager with Grand Potter. So if you go around, there are teams that you can say, okay, these guys, their manager is good and they would like to have the manager in their team. Which team wants Oli? Which team wants Oli as a manager? That's one. Two. United fans, no this and no peace. As long as Oli is there. A lot, if your rivals are upset, are happy, they are, if they are happy that your manager is Oli, then that's like that's the biggest indicator that you want. You should want him gone for that reason alone. Because this is what happened. We were Arsenal fans. We always sing, "We want you to stay. We want you to stay. Arsene Wenger. We want you to stay." This is what this is singing. Right? The only time when Arsenal played West Brom, West Brom fans were singing that song. You know, because that's how you know that they want your manager to stay. You know, when manager to stay, then it means that they're afraid of you. It's when people who actively want your manager to go. Many fans want Tuchel out of Chelsea. Many fans want Guardiola off out of Man City. Many fans want Liverpool to to club to leave Liverpool. Many fa- because they know these guys are good, right? But Liverpool, United fans who still think that Oli is good. <laughs> well, to be fair, I want Oli there. In fact, when Lampard was at Chelsea, I wanted Lampard there to stay. When they were when they sacked Lampard, I was so I was so sad. I was so upset. In fact, let me tell you something. Now me, I hate I hate shouting when I argue. But even the day they sack Lampard, I told the Chelsea friend of my Chelsea fan friend of mine, I told him that I am more scared of Chelsea now. In fact, the next morning, so one guy, United fan, obviously the guy supports Oli, and you can understand where it's coming from. The next morning, he was like, you know, Oli, they should give him time. Look at that, at that time, Oli was winning some matches at the time. You know, you have to play the long game with Oli because Oli could win some games because this my United fan, their squad is too good to not win some kind of games, so they could win some games. It's when they want when the managerial acumen is need a managerial. Um, exp, exp, what's what am I looking for? Um, whatever the Nigerian know how is needed when it is needed in a particular situation, it's when Oli gets shown up. Is it shown up or whatever? It's when Oli gets to be gets found out. Yes, when Oli gets found out. Now, if you look at um, my United games when they were winning those games 3 1, this, this guy was saying. Oh yeah, you know, only wanted only to sack. But now look at want only to stay. Look at all he's doing well now. You know, give Lampard time. I was like, give Lampard time. He's not winning. Do you know they spent 200 million pounds? The guy was like, oh, and so what? I'm like, a lot of football fans don't understand that when you spend that much money in one window. If I'm the owner, I spent 200 million pounds in one window. 200 million pounds is not what you see on the streets, man. 200 million pounds is not what most clubs spend in one window. If you spend 250 million pounds in one window, you should be expecting more for what you have spent. 
guys oh, should give him time i'm like no nah, man and the thing is chelsea fans should be should be grateful that um i probably does not do those um he loves the club garbage a lot of chelsea fans were crying they were even like they want to i remember the chelsea fan rory he was like he wants to who do you think you are you know he was crying that the sack lampard and they brought into show i'm like to this point understand that a football club is not a family or charity organization do the business or you leave if you can't do the work you, you leave and, if, and that guy that was arguing with me was, a, was only fine he was raising his voice shouting i was like guy calm down it's not really it's not there's no need to exchange words or shout Oli ain't good enough i know that you support Oli is good at chelsea it's good at the sack lamp but in fact i was afraid when the sack lamp i was so scared and truly my fear was realized because they won because i knew that if lampard was at chelsea they are not going to win anything they were never going to win anything at all. Even Lampard is the reason why we, many Arsenal fans think Arteta is a good manager. <laughs> that is to let you know that, listen, man, <laughs> your manager is not good. See, as far as I'm concerned, I want Oli to stay. The longer he stays, the better. Um, Oli, please stay at my United. Oli in forever. <laughs> Don't ever leave, please. <laughs> okay so um, anyways um, i think i was the game ended one one united um game ended one one so this is what it is going to national break too and uh, the other game um we don't talk about the this is game, yeah brighton west ham sorry brentford west ham brentford scored a goal later on and they won two one at um, west ham stadium at um, west ham stadium they won two one then um, yeah I think I'm going to I'll talk about the sports game now. Do you know the sports game? I'm talking about every other bit. Top system. So, oh yeah, Leicester. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace. Leicester Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, Leicester were two 0 up and they drew two two against Crystal Palace. Man, if I look at those two teams, yeah, they are, they have two defenders that were linked to sports. Um, Vestergaard and um, this guy, um, and Anderson, Joachim Anderson. Anderson. Now, a lot of sports fans, myself included, wanted these guys at sports. And um, Joachim Anderson was at fourth one of the goals. Vestergaard also was at fourth one of the goals. Excuse me. Now, a lot of people praise them for their business and something and all that. But if you look, if you, if you ask me, uh, huh, it shows a lot. I mean, yeah, we all get things wrong once in a while, you know. For me, I was really wrong about these guys, man. Although at the time, Vestergaard was playing. Vestergaard was actually very good. At the time I wanted, he was playing really well at that at that period. That was like last season. Vestergaard was actually playing well at the time. Then Anderson was playing well at the time. You know, but signing Romero over these guys, you know, kind of, you know, makes a lot of sense. But let's be real, man. At the time, most of us, it was basically because of the that Hitchen, who was in charge, Steve Hitchen, his targets tend, tend to, you know, make a lot of fans not really aim high in terms of players that they would want at the club, at the football club. Now, Crystal Palace, anyway, long story short, Crystal Palace came back 2-2. And Vieira has been doing really well at the Crystal Palace so far. Played in a portal of the park last week when Crystal Palace played Brighton. So Crystal Palace have really gone. They really, they look, they look really on the ascendancy at the moment. Um, I look forward to hard. I'll look, I'll look out for them to see how they will perform this season. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I'm going to a sports game. Um, sports. We won two one against Aston Villa yesterday. Now I'm not still convinced. You know, obviously I'm not still convinced. But the most interesting news was Dele Ali got dropped. Finally, finally. Ah. I would be so happy if Dylan Markande take his spot on the bench too, because Dele Ali has been awful. It was awful in midweek against Mora, NS Mora, um, Conference League. Should have done an episode after that game, but I was so tired to do an episode. But anyways, um, Dele Ali um, didn't play. So happy about that, man. Brian Hill came on. I would have wanted Brian Hill to start, but you know maybe I understand why he's coming off the bench late. But at least maybe he's able to manage him. He's a youngster. 
but at least it's available please whenever needed so we we'll understand why so the goals came from um pierre mihoibieg pierre mihoibieg and um they said it's an own goal from a target i've seen that replay multiple times it looked like a goal by lucas mora more of like lucas mora goal than my target's um you know goal than my target's own goal but you know sports sports won the game um two one I, I kind of expected supposed to win that game though. I kind of predicted it because it was supposed to going to win eventually. I think it was on pretty So I predicted it was going to win that match. The crazy thing is this: eh? the prior to the match against Chelsea, Crystal Palace, and um, um, Arsenal, right? When I was watching those matches, in my I had the I had in my head like supposed going to lose, supposed going to lose against three 0 Like I felt in my street that's going to lose three 0 against Crystal Palace, and they did. Even though at the first half I was like, nah, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna be possible. When they got the red cards and people, I was like, okay, now nah, it could be happen. Three 0 against Chelsea, I felt like, yeah, I suppose I'm gonna lose against three 0 I was like, ah, and they lost three 0 for it. When they started, I was like, now nah, they have to score one goal to end this my prediction. It, they didn't score, and they lost three 0 Chelsea. When they got clear against Arsenal, they lost three one to Arsenal. And my, I felt myself like, now nah, Arsenal are gonna lose win this game because. You know, sometimes it was imagine I was gonna make the awful decision most of the time. But this game, it made a good decision. Although I would be, Dombele was the only one that have an issue with starting, because you know he still hasn't shown any reason. I would have wanted Brian Hill to start, but Spurs needed number ten, and Spurs reverted to a four-two-three-one. Um, Loselso and Dombele having to play. Now Loselso came on later to try and finish off the game. There was a chance Loselso had that was cleared off the line by Oliwood. Um, sorry. Um, Ah, Tyrone Minks, yeah, Tyrone Minks. Now, let's make some things clear here. In that that chance that they are talking about, the go the ball is going wide actually. If you look at the trajectory, of the ball, ball was, was going wide. Tyrone Minks putting himself in front of the ball, probably doesn't take any chances. But that ball is going wide, and he's left footed. Lo Celso, you're number ten. I know he played better as a number ten, you know, than playing of shift, shift, um, shift, putting him on the right wing, but. So number 10, you expect better from me. I think Spurs need to invest in number 10. We see the midfielder though, probably another midfielder. Frank Kessie will be another good um, addition. But for me, I think Spurs need to get number 10 in January. Coutinho is available. Try and get Coutinho at least, you know. Even if it's on loan or something, get Coutinho on loan by January. You know, to come out because we need a number 10. You know, I probably even say we need a number 10 more than a midfielder, a DM or such a DM plus CM. I would love the, I would love it, I would love both in the January window and also a striker. I would love three signings in the January window, but I can understand. But I would, I say number ten it should be the first, the most part. In fact, on the first of January it should be the first signing spot should even make a strike a, an attacking midfielder. And Kane should be dropped. You know, I understand it's going to be difficult because now sports have issues playing um, Kane, um, Kane because now there's no striker to come off the bench to start Kane instead of to start instead of Kane. This is what happens. I'm not going to talk about this over again, but it's annoying that I've this one over again. Sign a striker. We've said this for years. They said no. And now look at it. Now you need Kane is off the, off the pace. You know, he needs to stay on the bench. I made this analogy in my last video. I said, imagine you were close to traveling. I made an analogy in my last video with my friend. You're about, you're about to travel to a country. You have mentally left the country and then you, have, you were able to miss, you missed your flight. You couldn't travel again. You would meant mentally to readapt back to the place, to back to your country. It's going to be difficult because clearly... No, you mentally checked out, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Kane has mentally checked out. He has to chill off till he gains himself back. Kane is still a good striker, but he was off the pace yesterday. Playing with Kane is like playing with a man down. The only difference between the only difference yesterday, playing with Kane is a man down, right? 
playing with Dele Ali and Kane and Dele Ali at moment is two man down. Now the only reason why yesterday wasn't really bad was because two of them were not playing. So one of them was it was only Kane as a man down. But still, Kane needs to chill. They need to chill, take him off and put somebody else. Right, for me right now, eh, if Bergwijn returns, I will shift Son centrally, put Bergwijn on the left, put um, Mora on the right, then put Lucelso as the number 10 at the moment, or Brian Hill. You know, fresh things off, swap things up, you know. But then again, it's, I don't know this manager's insistence on playing players who are not performing. Then Romero was immense yesterday, although you know, he was at fault, you know, because he stepped out a bit. But then again, it was a bit rash sometimes. But I can understand, you know, it's his style. But we just need a better st- because these things were in his start in the um, scouting analysis when he was signing. A lot of people did say he was a bit rash sometimes, but he's a good defender though. Now it comes down to the center back partner. He probably needs a calmer partner. Is it gonna be Eric Dyer? Because Eric Dyer was at fault for the goal, also at fault for that goal because he was supposed to cut out the cross and only Watkins was able to sneak in behind him and score. Reminds me of the Firmino goal um last season or earlier this year when um, Liverpool came to Sports Stadium to win i i find it um, i f- it's it's it really blows my mind when i when i see stuff like see defending like that that annoys me you know but you know what can i do just watch and get upset <laughs> basically <laughs> now back to the um episode today son was very fantastic son was very good it was mild the match could have went to assist obviously but the other one is kind of as a no-go and my target i don't know if it was to contest the goal and give it to lucas mora but we'll see the replays eventually we'll see more if any, any development concerning that so um yeah the two fullbacks were really good yesterday royal and ms and um oh royal royal and region sorry so there are four hours for the, the royal and region at the back i think they were really good yesterday but it kind of makes me wonder is it going to be the back line the, the thing with sports is you would see the back line that will play well but then in another game you be like oh they're not good enough because sports need another center back in my opinion you know, a quality left-sided centre-back. And now I'm seeing they are scouting a Stoke City centre-back. I'm like, the guy is 6'7". I'm like, what is the point of this kind of centre-back? We need a quality centre-back, not one... We have Joe Rodon already that we're not playing. Why don't you get a quality one in, you know? And then you you you, you, you set yourself up and you don't worry about that, that problem. You know, but sports, they we like to do things difficult, the hard way. The midfield yesterday was good. Oliver Skip and um, Hoiberg. I know people were saying... Oliver Skip and Hoiberg together, they were quite playing. They were very instrumental for the clean sheets, the first three matches. But people were making stuff like, oh, why why were they, why did we stop it? Well, the international break was the reason. That first international break, that was a debug. That was, a, that was horrible, man. When they went on the international break, they traveled and the team, the players were, um, we had to lose a lot of players because of that. And then we had to make it makeshift, makeshift uh, midfield slash defense. Now, this is exactly what we're talking about here. At Spurs, the moment, you know, the players, um, that was the issue, sorry, at the time. Now, is it going to be the issue this time? After international break, we'll see about that. You know, but personnel were missing, and that was really the reason why Spurs had to adopt that. Spurs was the thing. So, they had the partnership was destroyed. But the Hoiberg and Skip partnership was really, really good yesterday. And 4 to 3 1. So, I think 4 to 3 1 is the way to go. I think the number 10 position is the one that should be the up for grabs. Is Undombele is disappointing. I think it's time to just sell the guy. The problem is that Spurs, this is what I like Chelsea for. Bakayoko didn't work out. So they moved him on instantly. They didn't really waste their time beating around the bush and try to hope that it will come good. And this is what Spurs should do. Move on this guy. Just accept that it has not worked out. Then you move on. It's simple as it. It doesn't, it's not bad. It didn't work. You know, it happens. And that's just the way it should be. 
But anyway, what do I know? You know, sports fans want to defend this. They'll still want to give him a time. Give him time. They are giving daily time to this very day. You know, daily should have been sold like since January, but they're giving him time to this very day. And this this comes back to Mourinho being right again. Mourinho sees things that lovers didn't really see. Mourinho wanted to get Lingard over uh, Ali. I was like, nah, that was bullshit. Well, egg on my face. But then again, Mourinho wanted to move on Dele in January. A lot of fans, I at some time I got on board with the Mourinho stuff, right? Mourinho, um, the, the, one of the things he said. Now he wanted. Now coming to um, January here, Spurs wanted um, Mourinho wanted to sign Dele Ali. Sorry, Dele Ali wanted to go to PSG, right? The move was blocked. At the end of the day, Dele Ali was still very awful. Um, what should I again? Dombele. Mourinho was ready. To, I remember 2019 summer. Mourinho was ready. Is it 20 or last year, 2020? Mourinho was ready to let go of Ndombele to bring in Milan Skriniar and Brozovic. These guys were muted. Inter Milan were trying to A lot of fans were saying, oh, it's a baller. Mourinho wants to destroy him. This is why these big accounts, I do not take them seriously at all. Their football opinions are in the gutter. They are garbage. They do not know what they're talking about. They're just a bunch of football fans who are more attracted to flicks and tricks by a footballer rather than what they actually bring on the pitch. Flicks and tricks are good, yes, but they are good to get out of situations. They are not good to, to just show both. Football is there. You are there to win the match, contribute to the team. That's what Don't Don't is just flicks and tricks. You them, oh, it's a baller. So freaking what, man? It could not complete 90 minutes. It's, not, it's, it's so annoying, right? It's so annoying that we have to be in this situation. We had Ndombele, people are making... And I like people who are very fair, who would always, you know, criticize very fairly but people who just want to just blindly defend him because of that it's annoying he was very poor yesterday you know sports need number 10 Ndombele it's time to go you know just move him on it's time to just move on to Ndombele and just accept just cut your losses it has not worked out it does not mean that it's not it just didn't work out you know time to move on let the player go let him go and revive his career somewhere else get somebody else that will work out it can't, it can't work out everywhere Chelsea Salah it didn't work out for Salah at Chelsea he's working out for him at Liverpool the burner didn't work out for him at Chelsea. It's working out for him at Man City, right? It's it's what happens. Bakayoko, for example, it did not work out for him at Chelsea. So what did you do? You move him on. You lo- loan him to a club in Syria. Uh, let him revive his career. If he comes back and he see what he can do, it doesn't work out. This is what you do. You don't keep them around because they are taking up sports that have that will be important for another quality footballer who would come in and improve your team. But sports fans do not. Sports fans care more about emotions than actually logic. Anyway, what do I know? Anyway, sports are up eighth on the table, and it's funny. Arsenal, like I said, Arsenal won the previous week. Um, they were celebrating all week, and then sports just won, and sports are back up, back up above Arsenal again this week. It's quite funny, funny situation, isn't it? But then again, um, I think it's also this episode. International break is starting. I'm so upset. I'm so angry because it's just I hate international breaks. It's always very boring. Injuries, you know, COVID nineteen. Like remember the last international break that sports had? It was horrible. It was a disaster. But it is what it is. Um, I'll catch you guys um, next week or this week. Um, probably have to do another episode this week. Hopefully, international. I hate international breaks, but then again, I'll probably find some more segments. Talk about some more. Inf- Obviously, we'll see some more stories in football that will develop, and then I'll back here, give my thoughts and takes on them. But um, till then, have a nice week. Take care.